Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 42, where we're discussing SOS from season 2 of Lost. You must be Rose. Why don't you have a seat? So, um, how does this work? I sit here and you chant? Or, um, pray or what? There are certain places with great energy. Spots on the earth. Like the one we're above now. Perhaps this energy is geological. Magnetic. Or perhaps it's something else. And when possible, I harness this energy and give it to others. May I? I'm sorry. Can't do anything for you, Rose. I didn't expect you to. It's not that you can't be healed. Like I said, it's different energies. This is not the right place for you. Where is the right place? I wish I knew. I'll return your husband's donation. Don't. I'm gonna tell him you fixed me. I'm going to tell him you fixed me. I brought you some supper. Thanks, you can just set it down there. Where is everybody? I owe you an apology. You don't have anything to be sorry for. It's my own damn fault I'm out here by myself. That's not why I'm apologizing. I lied to you. Back in Australia, Isaac, he didn't heal me. He didn't do anything. Of course he did. You're, you're... Bernard. He didn't heal me. But that doesn't mean I'm not healed. When you're sick and you have got something inside you that doesn't belong there, you can feel it. 
And after the crash, I couldn't feel it anymore. At first, I thought it was just shock. But it wasn't. It's this place. Wait, but you said Isaac fixed you. I told you that so that you wouldn't spend what time we had left trying to do something. Uh, Rose, you could just be in remission. How do you know it wasn't Isaac who healed you? How do you know that he didn't heal you? I know. Trust me. I know. You don't want to be rescued, do you? You think if you leave, it'll come back. And if you can't leave, Hello, everyone, and welcome to this 42nd episode of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And we are discussing SOS from Season 2 of Lost, a Rose and Bernard-centric episode. An awesome episode. I mean, this is um, one of the best in the season. I would say definitely in the top five. Oh, yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. But let's get right into it here. Um, the first thing I have is, you know, in the hatch, you know, Locke is trying to recall the diagram that mm -hmm. he saw on that hatch door and from memory so he can sketch it on the paper. And, you know, Jack gets tired of waiting for Henry to give him the answers they're wanting. So he decides to use him as bait and to try and trade Henry for Walt. Mm -hmm. So um, basically they've, they've decided to use the little plan that he mentioned when he was talking about sending them out there and yeah. having that ambush and all that stuff and use it against them, use it against Henry and uh, try to get them, you know, to trade Walt yeah, definitely. for this guy, uh, which is a pretty good idea, I think. Yeah, it was a kind of an eerie, eerie yeah, a little conversation because uh, at this point, Henry hadn't spoke for for a while. Right. Yep. It was just it was kind of uh, interesting. And then what he chooses to say I don't know. It just kind of creeped me out, you know, <laughs> just, uh, he's a creepy guy. That's yeah, sure. yeah, definitely. But and the next thing I had, um, was a, a character bit here. We see how, you know, Rose and Bernard met, uh, mm -hmm. which at first it seems like they're already married and, you know, they're just stuck in the snow right. and everything. But then we find out that, you know, he's some guy that came along and helped her, mm -hmm. helped her out and they decide to get some coffee and the rest is history, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I mean, um, Rose and Bernard, we, we know so little about them. You know, all we know is that they were separated after the plane crash for right. a while. And other than that, so it was great to get a little more information about them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I assumed as when I was watching it at first, like you said, it just like it seemed like even because uh, the episode kind of starts off with them arguing. And then you kind of get this argument sense from them whenever she's stuck in the uh -huh. snow. And I just assumed they were married <laughs> and it's kind of like yeah. going down that road. But it was cool how they how they met and 
um, just they, you know, so new, you right. know, mm-hmm. I assumed that they've been married for many years at the, you know, when mm-hmm. we had met them. So yeah, it definitely seemed like that to me too. Yeah. And of course, right then, you know, we flash back to on the Island and Bernard is trying to, or we flash into the current time <laughs> yeah. and Bernard is trying to get the people motivated, you know, to do something to get them all rescued mm-hmm. instead of just sitting back and giving up. And Rose, you know, in a rather rude remark, you know, says, you know, shouldn't we run this by Jack first? Right. And, you know, Bernard says, you know, do we have to run everything by Jack? He's not the president. He's a doctor. And Rose says, you're a dentist. (laughs) You're not as good as Jack is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it didn't, even at the, you know, in light of what we learned in the rest of the episode, it seemed really mean to me that she was like so upset with him and she was like, you know, making fun of him in front of everybody mm-hmm. else, and everybody was laughing at him, and it seemed really hateful to me. Yeah, I agree. I, I was watching it, and I was like, "Wow, the, she's showing a whole different side." <laughs> because you know, you, Rose has kind of been a little testy at times, uh-huh. and just kind of to the point. But that was pretty hardcore. Yeah, you know, I thought so too. And uh, you know, he talks to her privately, and you know, Rose tells him that uh, she's upset because he's giving them all false hope, basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know if she's being a realist and just saying, you know, chances are we're not going to get rescued or if she knows no one is coming. Yeah, I mean, it definitely pointed to, I mean, um, that she, and we've talked about this before in a previous episodes, that mm-hmm. she has some type of, like, knowledge more than the average, you know, right. passenger there. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does seem to me that she thinks that they're not going to be rescued, that it's right. right that they set up home here, you know. Mm-hmm. And... um Bernard just hasn't gotten there yet. You know, all you right. can think of is, I went off this island. Yeah. You know? He's kind of thinking about it more in terms of, you know, he wants to spend whatever time he has left with her mm-hmm. doing something more enjoyable than living exactly. off of coconuts and you know, abandoned yeah. on this beach. Yeah. So we, we learn more about their relationship here. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Rose and Bernard are having dinner, you know, and uh, Rose asked Bernard, you know, what God has to do to get his attention, which I thought was an interesting comment. Yeah. And um, then Bernard proposes to Rose. And, um, and Rose tells him that she's dying and, uh, that she's been in remission for a couple of years now, but it's back and she has about a year or a little longer to live. Right. And, um, he, you know, is of course really shocked, but then finally says, you know, you still haven't answered my question. Right. And, uh, she decides she'll marry him. It's a, a great scene and it, it instantly connects you so much more with those two than we have been so far. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really, you know, nice that they were separated and they were back together, but to learn like what this relationship has been through up to this point makes that attraction so much stronger to them. Oh yeah. I think definitely it was, it was interesting because they're, you know, sitting there at Niagara Falls, it looks like uh-huh. you know, in the background and, and right. uh, you know, that comment, you know, what does God have to do to get your attention? You mm-hmm. know? And it was like, what she said is what God had to do to get her his attention. Yeah. You know, like the fact that I'm dying. You know, he was kind of, mm-hmm. he was distracted by, yes, he was going to propose. But whenever she said that, he wasn't thinking about anything else. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it was just, I don't know, it was kind of a, it was, like you said, it just is a good moment to kind of get to know more about their past, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And of course, our first mystery here, we find out that, you know, Echo is using all of the logs to build a church on the yep. island. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, Bernard gets really upset when he finds out that they're using all of their strength, you know, doing something that won't help get them saved. Yeah. And uh, Echo says, people are saved in different ways, brother. Yeah. 
Um, but finally we know exactly what in the world he's been eyeing those trees for, for yeah. the last few episodes. And, and he, we see him actually pulling those trees out from the burnt part that uh-huh. I, that I I've originally had said that he was marking and, right. um, it were burnt later. But, um, I thought it was interesting too, because obviously Charlie's helping him, mm-hmm. you know, and Charlie goes, cause Bernard goes off and says, I think I like you better whenever you didn't talk. Yeah. And he's like, and then Charlie says, I like you just the way you are. Yeah. You know, you can see there's this, like this pull from, mm-hmm. you know, that Charlie, you know, feels towards Echo. And yeah, it's almost like, you know, Echo, you know, is, prov- is providing a great example to Charlie to remind him of, you know, his past faith. Yeah, yeah. And Charlie likes that he has someone there to remind him of that. Definitely. And, and to kind of keep him accountable. Right. And uh, so, yeah, so there's definitely more of a relationship forming between Echo and Charlie, it seems like. Yeah. And of course, uh, in the hatch, you know, Locke decides to have a chat, you know, with, with Henry through the door, you know, he's, it's really tearing him apart, not knowing whether or not, you know, Henry actually entered the numbers into the computer. Mm -hmm. And we see Henry's face with this super creepy smile. Awful. (laughs) And it's like, you know, my mind games are working. Yeah. And uh, it's just. Like if there's ever been any doubt that this guy is evil, we yeah. we, we have the confirmation. No kidding, that was, that was awful. <laughs> that or he's re- just really upset and wants to get revenge for how terribly they've treated him this whole time. Yeah, I, I um, and obviously, going back to Locke's character, you know, it's like it tears him up not to to have like like the fact that the the hatch we talked about this I think an episode or two ago mm-hmm. that hatch has became everything to him. Right. And he almost didn't push the button. He was sitting there and he's trying to, you know, he's drawing that stuff out and it's all ticking down. And Jack had yeah. walked in and was like, lock uh-huh. the button, you know. And uh, it's almost lost its, you know, element yeah. to him. Yeah, it almost know? seems like, you know, the island has given him a new focus. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, for a while he was totally sucked into that button, but yeah. now he's been shown that diagram exactly. and now he has a new focus that the island's given him and yep. the, the rest are just kind of ignored. Mm-hmm. Almost as if the island is trying to pull him away from that and not exactly. let him kind of, you know, drown and, you know, um, only be consumed by that button. I was actually kind of, I was excited about them not having to push that button anymore. Uh-huh. You know, like for whatever reason, it kind of drives me nuts that they do that. I know. You know? Yeah, me too. I'm, I know, and I never noticed that any other time I've watched this season, uh, this time it really wears on me. Mm-hmm. Like I get so tired of thinking about yeah. whether or not they're going to push the button exactly. and what's going to happen if they do or they don't. It, it really has worn on me this season. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a sigh of relief whenever Henry had said that. Yeah. But then it just has a, has a whole other element of, is Henry lying or yeah. is he going to tell the truth? So you're like, <laughs> yeah, ah. now they don't know whether to believe him or yeah, not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the next thing we find out is exactly why Rose and Bernard were in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bernard takes Rose to a mystical healer in, in the middle of the Australian outback, and uh, she is not happy about it one bit. Um, she says she's made her peace with what is happening to her, but Bernard says he hasn't, and right. he refuses to give up on, you know, finding a cure for her. Mm-hmm. So tell me what you thought about that. I mean, we don't have to necessarily talk about the scene where she's talking to the healer, but just the the idea of, you know, this is why they were in Australia. This is, you know, he taking taking her to this, what was his name, Isaac Arulu or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, he's kind of disguised this whole trip as like a vacation, but his intention yeah. the entire time is to get her to this, you know, this healer. Yeah. And, um, and why she seems so adamant to not seek you know healing in any way why she wants to just you know 
live with what's happened and, mm-hmm. and move on. Well, I mean, just, I guess, going from just um, a standpoint of knowing, being around people that have, you know, had terminal illnesses and things like that. Mm-hmm. I think what, I, what I've noticed most is when people realize it and accept it for what it is, they're actually able to live a lot better lives mm-hmm. um, than they would if they were trying to run around and look for every cure. And Exactly, you know, yeah. It's like, I think at this point, it just seems like Rose is ready to say, okay, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I've got this, but I'm going to make the best of what I have left. Right. You know, and on the other side, Bernard, he's thinking, I have something amazing in her, and I want to keep her as long yeah. as possible. Yeah, um, You know, obviously, I'm kind of pointing out the obvious on that, but it just, it makes sense to me why mm-hmm. they both have the positions. Right. You and, know, and if, so. but if you really think about it, like, you know, if she does have a year to live, you know, she's going to spend that year making the most of it. He's going to spend that year trying to find a way right. to get another year, yeah. you know, and to you know, totally waste it. Exactly. So, and I, I guess I do get why she's so upset yeah. about it, you yeah. know, and not to mention, you know, the fact that they're in the middle of Australia, you know, talking to some quack, yeah, no you know, and, and it would just make you mad that this was the length he was going to yeah. rather than them being there and having this amazing vacation together. Yeah. You know, he's, you know, driving around to the middle of the wilderness and yeah, you know, exactly. trying to get her to go and talk to this guy. And she had made the comment, which I thought was, it was kind of a fun little thing that writers did. Mm-hmm. She had said, you know, I just wanted to be on a beach somewhere on our honeymoon. Yeah. You know, and now <laughs> yeah. what we know, I mean, that's where they right. are, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. So, and then uh, on the beach, you know, Rose continues to give Bernard a really hard time for wanting to do something to get them off the Island. And, um, you know, she says that he always has to be doing something. Right. And he tells her that's right. And if I didn't always do something, you wouldn't even be here. Right. And she gets upset. And uh, we find out why later. Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll get there in a moment. And a mystery here. Um, you know, Jack and Kate are walking through the jungle to, you know, to go and meet with the others to propose the trade for Henry and Walt. And um, Jack makes the comment that they don't want Kate and says that they didn't seem to want him either. Mm-hmm. And Kate says, damaged goods. Right. You know, both of us. Right. Um, which seems to be correct considering what Goodwin, you know, told Anna Lucia yeah. about, you know, the people being on the list were good people, mm-hmm. you know, in the other 48 days. Um, you know, they'd get caught into a trap right after that. But the damaged goods comment stuck out to me oh, a lot. Oh, yeah, me too. It's almost like they're acknowledging that there's some really questionable things about both of them yeah. that would make them undesirable in some way. Yeah, I mean... Kate definitely. I mean, when she said that, it was an. It was obviously. I don't know if she was just saying it as a, you know, ha tee ha ha. But yeah. like, it's really to me, it was like it was an obvious statement that they they both are messed up, and there's a reason why they aren't able to be with them, and uh-huh. and they're starting to understand that more, right? Or at least Kate is. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's you wonder how she arrived at that conclusion though. Yeah. Because they've had so little interaction with the others, and nothing to suggest at all that these people are you know, deciding, you know, specifically who they are and aren't going to capture to no. them. It kind of looks like they're just picking somebody and taking them. Yeah. And there's been no indication of them taking good people or taking bad people or, or any of that. So I wondered, you know, what's given yeah. her that idea. Yeah. I, I, when she said it, I even thought about that. I was like, you know, I was thinking back through her past there on the Island. And, you know, the only crazy interaction she's had with her past is the horse you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't like any kind of revealing thing there except for it just reminded her of uh-huh. those, you know, that time, uh, you know, but 
I don't know. I don't know. That's definitely a, a, a big mystery to me right. at this point. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I mean, it is easy to forget some of the weird experiences some of these people have had yeah. and how well they seem to be dealing with it now. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, okay. I, mean, I, I guess there, a lot of them are probably starting to realize that there is something really odd going on here, but they just haven't looked into it any further than that. Yeah, I mean, just like with Jack. I mean, how can you chase your dad around the jungle mm-hmm. and then go back like, yeah. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you know, he's still <laughs> out there right, somewhere because right. I broke the casket that he was in, and yeah, you know, I just don't. To me, it's just like s- still so unfinished. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah, there's a lot left to discover. That's for sure. Um, and then of course, you know, Locke is sitting on the beach resting his you know wounded leg and mm-hmm. gets a visit from Rose. And let's take a listen to that conversation. Okay. You're in my spot. I can move. Can you? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) I guess your sense of humor got trapped under that door with your leg. I saw your husband walking through the jungle, hauling rocks. He's building a big sign in the sand so the satellites will see it. That man doesn't know the difference between an errand and a fool's errand. Well, Rose, most of us don't. So what are you doing down here, John? Can't remember the last time I saw you out of that hatch. I'm done with the hatch. Oh, now you're just frustrated. You'll be out of that splint and running around the island again in no time. And yet, Jack said it'd be at least four weeks. But, honey, you and I both know it's not going to take that long. So, of course, there's a lot of really interesting things in that that whole conversation, um, if I can remember them all here. Um, you know, she makes the comment, or um, Locke makes the comment that, you know, he can walk. Or he says something like, you know, he was walking around, or I can't. Um, he, the, which, on the the beginning, he said, she says, you know, he's hit, sitting in his spot, and he's uh-huh. like, I can move. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It. You know, I can move. And she says, you know, can you? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like from the beginning, they're sharing a little secret. Yeah. And uh, she, you know, kind of talks to everything. It's like she's trying to hint that she knows what's happened to him. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, something has happened to her as well. And of course we find out, you know, that that's because, you know, as it turns out, she, when she went in to see Isaac, the healer, you know, he tells her that there are certain places with, with high energy, you know, spots on the earth, uh, like the one there above right now, um, you know, perhaps this energy is geological, you know, magnetic, or perhaps it's something else. Mm -hmm. And when possible, I harness this energy and give it to others. You know, he starts, she starts her session and then stops suddenly. And he says, I'm sorry, I can't do anything for you, Rose. And it's not that you can't be healed. Like I said, there are different energies. This is not the right place for you. And she says, where is the right place? Yeah. And, you know, he says, I wish I knew. Um, And then she decides she's going to tell Bernard that he did indeed fix her. Yeah. And there are a couple of interesting things about that. Uh, The the last one was, you know, the comment about 
tell he was going to she was going to tell Bernard that he fixed her. Right. Which reminded me of, you know, Sarah. Yeah, exactly. Saying over and over again about him Jack fixing her. Mm-hmm. And it's an odd phrase to use, I think, really. I mean, how often do you hear somebody refer like to a doctor or whatever as somebody having fixed me? Exactly. Yeah. And uh, it does kind of it almost lends to this whole notion of these people having issues and they come here to get them resolved on this island, Mm -hmm. you know. So I thought that was really odd. Yeah, definitely. And then, of course, you know, Isaac's talking about, you know, there are places on the earth that are, you know, that have this odd energy. And, you know, where he happens to be located is one of those places. Yeah. Um, but there are others. Uh, so, obviously, they're trying to drop a big hint that maybe this island is another one of these places where this odd energy is. Yeah. And, that, and that stuff doesn't make much sense to me. I don't really understand this whole idea of energies yeah, and flowing out and all this stuff. But, um, you know, he says, you know, geological or magnetic, which, of course, we've had weird magnetic issues on this island oh, for yeah. a, a long time. And then he says, or perhaps it's something else. So I guess they're just leaving that possibility that it could be something totally different than any of those things. But it is interesting that, you know, this whole scene reminded me so much of Claire going to see the psychic. Yeah, exactly. And how he responded. Yeah, didn't actually, actually, as they touched both of them, they Uh both were like, you know, blown away by something. And it's like they both truly had some type of, you know, gift. And both of them saw something Mm -hmm. related to these people who happened to both end up on this island that kind of troubled them. Oh yeah, definitely. Like to the point where they weren't, weren't willing to continue. Yeah. You know? Right. So, and it was, it's just really interesting that, you know, it almost hints even more about the people that ended up on this Island were meant to be there. Oh yeah, definitely. Somehow these, these guys knew it before then that there was something special or that something was going to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it seemed like, I mean, he after he saw what he saw, he told her, you know, he's like, I can't help you. But mm-hmm. he, he did allude he, immediately afterwards that there is a place, you know, right. but he didn't know where, you know, didn't know where it's at. It's just like, it's like you said with Claire, you know, it's like th- these people know that there is help out there and what they need is this place. Uh-huh. But, you know, I don't think they, I'm not sure if they knew exactly where it was or whatever, but, you know, it just made me think that he definitely figured that, Rose would be healed, but just not by him. Right. You know, uh, it was just a, it was an odd moment, you know, mm-hmm. there. And then the w- reason why she chose to tell, you know, uh, Bernard that mm-hmm. he, you know, I understand that. Right. So they can actually go back what we just talked about. Shows they could, they could live. Right. Rose had ex- uh-huh. already accepted it. And he it, would you know? give up that search exactly. for a cure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great point there. And, um, you know, right after that, of course, back on the island, Rose, you know, tells Bernard that she owes him an apology. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says that she lied to him by telling him that Isaac healed her and that she that he didn't do anything. Right. Um, he didn't heal her, but that doesn't mean she's not healed. Mm-hmm. And she says that, you know, since the crash, she's been able to feel that she's no longer sick. Exactly. And then in a flashback, we see that she actually met Locke before the flight and noticed that he was in a wheelchair. Yep. You know, so she has realized since the crash that this guy who was in a wheelchair has been, you know, since then walking around yeah. and that something similar happened to him. Yeah, she knew right away. I mean, yeah, I think that's probably that gives me a much better understanding of Rose's like faith and her uh-huh. understanding of the island. Right. You and know? her reaction after the crash, how she just kind of sat by herself mm-hmm. was, you know, because she had been through a really amazing experience. And right. 
you know, somehow knew that Bernard was fine. Yeah. But it's almost like, you know, she was so in shock from the experience she's had of, you know, feeling that she had been completely healed that it was almost secondary. Like she just totally had faith that Bernard was fine. Exactly. And knew that if if she was healed, you know, it would be no big deal for Bernard to still be alive. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely sheds a lot of light on the way she acted at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really, really interesting. And of course, Bernard realizes that she doesn't want to be rescued. And, you know, if leaving means that she'll be sick again, he doesn't want to leave either. Right. Yeah. Which was really, really cool. Yeah. It actually just changes the whole whole tone for them there. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, you know, now Bernard has the idea. Now we're staying, you know, yeah. so like I'm kind of interested to see, you know, like what do they do? Start building a home. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, what happens, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it, it has really changes things. I mean, especially if we start to find out that more of these people have had these experiences, either of like physical healings or something's mm-hmm. changed since they've been on the island. You know, what would it look like if these were no longer just survivors of a plane crash, but instead were all of these people who had been changed or really affected in this huge way by being on that island? Right. You know, it would no longer be just a group of normal people. It would be people that like found new meaning and new purpose by being there. Exactly. It would be really interesting. And uh, of course in the hatch, you know, Locke says that the button is no longer his. Mm -hmm. Um, He seems to be totally shedding off the button and and the pushing of the button. And he sits down and begins to try, you know, drawing that diagram from the hatch door again and seems to be having much more luck this time. Like he's even smiling as he's doing it. Yeah, exactly. Like this Island is giving him a clearer vision of what that, that diagram was or something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can, you can almost see the old lock mm-hmm. coming back, you know, yeah. the, you know, the going after the mysteries and, right. um, which, you know, as we talked about it before, you know, you had told me that there was an issue with the, the actor mm-hmm. and, and this character. Um, it makes me think that this is a point they started turning it around. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. it definitely seems that yeah. way. That's for sure. Yeah. And it is, it's a much welcomed improvement because oh, yeah. can you imagine like, you know, six seasons of, of Locke sitting down there no. complaining about, you know, I'm telling you guys, you have to push the button. Now don't leave. Don't leave guys. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I'd go crazy. Yeah. The struggles over, you know, whether or not the people have the faith to keep pushing the button or not, it would just, it would wear on me pretty oh, yeah. quickly, I think. So definitely. It's, it's definitely a welcome change to the show. And, uh, of course, one of our last mysteries here, you know, Kate tells Jack about the medical hatch finally Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of the items and the costumes and the makeup and all of that inside of it. And uh, just then they arrive at the spot where they met up with the others the last time. You know, Jack starts yelling into the jungle for them to come out. And, you know, Kate tells him that she's sorry she kissed him. And, you know, Jack says he's not. Right. And just then somebody runs out of the jungle and it's Michael. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It almost seemed like at that point the exchange had already been made, you know, like, right. Like you leave us alone. We'll give you Michael back. Uh-huh. You know, it was like, I, I thought at that moment that that's what it was. It's like them just saying, here he is, you know, uh-huh. you know, go, you go, go, go your way. We don't, you know. Yeah. Like we're not going to give you Walt, but here's Michael. Here's Michael. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Take what you can get. Well, do you have anything else about about the episode before we get into some emails and stuff here? Um, not really. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of good to see because um, like there's been so much back and forth with Kate and Jack's characters, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more to come. But mm-hmm. it was it was nice to see them actually um, 
get along and kind of have more of a rapport with each other. Yeah. You know, it's been quite a few episodes since they've really had that. Right. Yeah. So I think so too. Well, we have a couple of emails and one voicemail here. Okay. Um, our first email is from uh, Jay Finley, who's called in a, a couple of times. And uh, he says, um, Anton and Evan, uh, Jed from the frozen tundra of Des Moines, Iowa here. And he said, I had a thought while watching the premiere of Lost last night and, uh, from season five. Right. Uh, there are no spoilers here, just so you know. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and he says, you guys saved me. He said, more appropriately, the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan saved me. I looked forward to every Wednesday, Friday, and yes, Sunday morning when I could plug in my iPod and load up on the newest episode. This show is the reason I survived the hiatus. Thank you so much. Anton, stay spoiler-free. Evan, I hope you are enjoying things as much as I am. And guys, thanks for the effort you put into this. Jed. Thank you so much, Jed. It has been a lot easier for me to get through the hiatus as well. Yeah. You know, We've gone through this show and the excitement of experiencing it with with Anton as he, as he watches it, it's actually been just as much fun as watching in the new season, you know, it will be, I think. So we uh, appreciate you listening all this time and we hope you'll continue to listen. And we're trying to pull out as much about the show and the overarching mystery as we can through this. And hopefully there'll be, you know, things that'll apply as much to what we're seeing in season five, you know, as they did in seasons, you know, two, three, and four. Right. So uh, hopefully you guys will keep listening here, even if you are off and watching season five now. Um, but thanks so much for that email. We have another email here from Robin um, who says, just a quick note to let you know how much I appreciate what you guys are doing. I'm an avid listener, but I am enjoying going back in time with you through the seasons. Keep up the great work, Robin, from the Smoky Mountains in Tennessee. And again, thank you very much, Robin. We've had a great time as well. And uh, please, please keep listening. And we have one voicemail here uh, from the contest winner, BCK Lockhart. Hey, Anton and Evan, this is BCK Lockhart. Just wanted to call real quick, say thank you for the DVDs. They came in the mail today. I'm really looking forward to getting into all the additional stuff that comes with it. So uh, thanks again. And I know this week you're looking at uh, the episode Dave from season two, which is one of my favorite episodes. I remember the first time I watched it, I believed everything that Dave said was totally true and that we were going to find out later on that each of the characters were going to be in, in the mental hospital there and, you know, it was all going to be one of Hurley's crazy drug trips or something or who knows. But uh, anyway, thanks again for the DVDs and we'll see ya. Thanks, BCK. We hope you're having a lot of fun with those uh, Season 4 DVDs. They do have some amazing extra features, actually probably better than most of the other seasons had. So I uh, hope you're having a lot of fun with those, and uh, thanks for playing the contest. Speaking of contests, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have another one here. And we're going to do this one a little differently here because, uh, uh, for one, we need to get more people involved and in calling in with their theories and questions and all this stuff. So here's what we're going to do. Between now and the end of Season 3... Uh, which won't take very long, actually, probably in, you know, five, four, five, six weeks right, or so, I yeah. think a season usually takes. Um, we're going to have a contest where, you know, whoever calls in, you know, to our listener line with any insights or theories or questions or comments about the show, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep track of who's called how many times. And at the end of that time period, uh, we will actually give a, a really great prize to the person who's won. Now, we can't decide if we're going to tell you what the prize is now or maybe do that later or wait and make it a, a, you know, a surprise at the end. 
But nonetheless, we want you guys to call in and give us your thoughts, even though season five is going on here, and uh, help us uh, keep things incredibly interesting and help us keep discovering all these mysteries. So the listener line is 765-439-4190, and you can call it anytime you like. Or you can email, which doesn't count toward the contest, but we'd love to have your emails at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at username LM podcast. That's LM as in lost mystery podcast. And uh, I think that's it. That's it for me. That's all you had. Well, on Friday, we'll be discussing two for the road, uh, which is an Ana Lucia centric episode and a huge, huge episode that um, I can still remember very freshly in my mind what it was like when that episode came out and, and how shocked I was after it was over. Right on. But until then, you all have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.